Welcome everybody to another episode of the Geek Studios Podcast. Um, this time we have a special guest. We have Julio Guerra. How you doing, Julio? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Can't now, I, I, we we like I did come up with something quick. Uh let's <laughs> I was pretty sick, dude. That's cool. Oh man. Uh, so I had to come come up with it on the spot because so funny story. He's a procrastinator. Story well, over. Be, be, besides, besides the procrastinator, like I, I'm I'm doing a podcast from my laptop this time because uh Tank, I don't know what he did to the PC, even though he says he didn't do anything. So I'm working from the laptop and I I'm trying out my brand new like the brand new monitor I got. It's a curved monitor. First time I ever used a curved monitor. So it's a little weird. It's, it's a little, you know, getting used to it, but it's pretty cool so far. Uh it's just a little curved, so that's it. <laughs> but yeah, like we moved the where we host the podcast and all this stuff. We're kind of moving from one room to another. So um that's why the wall is completely empty now. It's bare <laughs> because we got to put the shelves and we got to put everything else here. And but like yeah, like so far, so far so good. Uh, can't complain too much. But uh, how you been, Julio? Good. Uh, busy. Just working. Pro wrestling tees and gorilla stuff that occupies my time. Two full time jobs. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now is. is Quick question: Is the arcade machine behind you functional? Yes, it is. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. That is definitely nice. It's modded, right? <laughs> hey. and everything. I shouldn't probably say that out loud, right? <laughs> I, I mean, oh. hey, I mean, we're that's a future endeavor we want to do. We want to get in our build our own arcade machine, and nice. what better to use a Raspberry Pi? Yeah, you know, like add a few extra game so that way it's not just one yeah it, it's it's a homemade yeah emulator just, right? just it's an emulator yeah. Yeah. i mean it's so if soldier boy could do it we could do it too right <laughs> 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 we can do it. anybody can do it <laughs> we just won't sell them so we don't get in trouble <laughs> like he like he did <laughs> but uh oh the tv just random started playing Hey, you can't hear Ah, oh, cool, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I left the PlayStation on, and whenever the PlayStation turns off, the TV just automatically just kicks off. Oh, yeah, it's one of those weird things. But, anyways, uh so uh, real quick, um, real quick, let's run that on topic list. Okay, uh, so we'll go through some of the topics, Julio. Get some, get some of your input on some of these, um. Ernest will do his best to explain every topic because he obviously knows more about it than I do, and he likes to brag about it. Um, <laughs> but speaking of video games, like you know, what was the weirdest, weirdest video game you've ever played, Julio? Weirdest video game I ever played? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, one that I liked, or one that I was just like, Man, this is insane. But one that you played that you tried, you're like, This is dumb, it's <laughs> insane. But you know, like, and I'll give you an example for for I know both both of us played this game, it's yeah. um, Goat Simulator. You're literally <laughs> yeah. a goat running around and stuff. 
So like, yeah, that was. And you're just headbutting people and stuff like that. So that that one, Domba fun for a little <laughs> bit. Then afterwards, it just got. Yeah, monotonous and like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> it was it was good for like two hours of fun, and now yeah, that's I'm, it. I'm gonna have to agree with you guys because I played that game too. I played it for a while and. I was just like, what the hell am I doing? Like- exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. I was like, I was playing. I was in the same mode. Like when it came out, it was like, oh, what is this? I downloaded it. I started it. And I was just playing and playing it. And I found myself a few hours later. I'm like, what am I doing? Am I really sitting here enjoying this game? No. It, no, it, I'm it's not. Fun for, it's fun for a while. Then afterwards, it kind of gets a little repetitive. But I did find a game that could probably beat it at being it the most weirdest game. It's called Squirrel with a Gun. <laughs> and let me see if yeah. I could play the clip of it. I like how IGN has this ready queued up. Oh, <laughs> oh like absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that they have the kickback of each gun. Like, the physics in this world is almost real. Oh. This girl could almost hold a shotgun, right? Yeah, we know the girl, squirrel can't hold it, but the kickback is get, get like 10 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Got the secret code. So when the bad guys come for some fun, and then they got the mad max slow slow mo. You won't think twice to just Yeah, Squirrel with a Gun. Yeah, it, it, it's coming out uh, sometime soon. Um, like I know, like I think if first, people first started talking about it like a month ago, and it wasn't until uh, la- the end of last month where I saw the I actually saw the trailer. I was like, I gotta show everybody this. <laughs> this has the potential to be another ridiculous game oh, that I will definitely play. I mean, you gotta give it a chance because I agree. It's it's 
it seemed idiotic. It seemed stupid, but I'm here for a challenge. What can I do with this gun? How can I get to the fact that the squirrel was holding it side cocked with the Uzi? <laughs> <laughs> that recoil was insane, though. Did you see it like completely yes. like flop all the way over? <laughs> but he can pick up a shotgun, but I recoil 10 feet away every time I shoot it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh. Tell you, like, when I don't know. I got... starting for that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm just, I'm just waiting for it to come out on Steam. Uh, that way I could get because I, I have a feeling it's going to be a PC only, not a, not a console game. Or who knows? Maybe it'll be a console game. I mean, they have, you know, those similar like the tractor simulators, the truck driving simulators. So oh, yeah. who knows? Like, it might, it might come out. I'm not 100 sure. Uh, but moving on to. Uh, so there's a game that's kind of taking everybody by storm. Um, like if you if you play Dungeons Dragons and like Pathfinder or any role playing game kind of like that, and if you've ever been in, if you played WoW, um, what else? Warhammer, all these. Like yeah. there's a game called Baldur's Gate Three, and right now it is crazy because it is so. It's getting story, a lot of reviews, yeah. high end reviews positive feedback um one because the game is completely on its own in the sense of they've done away with dlc they provide everything in game there's no more dlc and there's still an open world full of content full of everything else put your mind in the aspect of elden ring it's like that kind of game design and Mm -hmm. the character customization on it is freaking amazing it's it, it's a lot like i know people people were saying that they spent hours just customizing their game their character because you could do so much to it um and I, i'm not 100 sure but i did see that there there is video game companies trying to sue the game because um like they were saying that they're just taking things a little bit too far and they may not be able to keep up and it's going to impact their company is going to impact all these people. Like, you know, like, yeah, but I, I was like, Hey, I'm like, you always got to set the bar higher. And the funniest part in craziest part is there's a feature in the game where you could literally (laughs) take, take out, take all your clothes off. I mean, this is doing character selection where you you get to select male or female, but you also get to select your genitalia. And, and, that, and one of the biggest things everybody's been talking about is you're spending all these hours on this character and you're building them. Why are you giving people the ability to select their genitalia? But, you know. Select your genitalia. And not only that, but show it. Because you can hide your clothes and just walk around yeah. naked. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I guess. So there's been a lot of Twitch streamers that I guess they don't know what the button does. And they've clicked it on their live games and yeah it'll show them their characters completely naked and i was like that's crazy for you to hear that um it's not the first game that lets you kind of customize your genitalia i know there's been a, a few other games that do that for people that like that stuff i guess i'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> oh so it wasn't uh, cyberpunk cyberpunk was one of them yeah, that, yeah. Could... that was like one of the big things everyone was talking about outside of the yeah. bugs i think yep 
Yep. It was, yeah, yep, but I was... feel like it's great to move towards this level of customization because if you spend five hours customizing this character, you're not putting this game down anytime soon. You are fully invested into this game at this point, and you need to live out your life. Like, it's the next thing. It's the next step. <laughs> After this is, I'm in the metaverse, and I am customizing myself to walk around as my avatar. This is going to be your avatar in this game forever. <laughs> like, it's I true. It. I, I'm not going to lie. After I've seen a couple of reviews and a couple of trailers, I immediately went and bought the game. I'm like, yep. He did buy it. Yeah. Pre-order. So he, <laughs> he bought it. He told me, he's like, hey, I bought it. I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, and I told him, like, I was planning on should I buy in PS5 or PC? And he hit me with the, well, I bought in PS5, so you got to buy in PS5 kind of. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'll get it in PS5, I guess. I was going to try in PC, but. Try next it's time fine. on PC. You gotta beat me to it, because it, it seems like it's phenomenal, and probably on PC would have a lot of better graphics and movability. But you know what? I'm a console kid. <laughs> I'm always go console first, except for League of Legends. League of Legends got me in a chokehold. I can't. I've been playing it for years. Well, yeah. I mean, League of Legends. I. I don't even know if you can play in console, can you? No, you can't. <laughs> That's all I was like. You can't. Like, it, I, you could play Dota, uh, Dota two on, on console, but not on, not by not leagues of legends. Uh, but anyways, uh, moving on. So, do you like anime, Julio? Uh, I'm, I'm a novice <laughs> in it. Like, I'm not really in it. Like, I watch like everyone dragon ball but like i got certain ones like i'm big in the big o cowboy bebop samurai champloo uh, i just started started watching one called another um I, I saw the first two episodes i have a buddy who just gave me like a usb full of anime so it has mm. like berserk chainsaw man uh some uh, corpse party or something like that he <laughs> told me about yeah um so yeah, you gave me like a bunch of horror and stuff like that. But I I watched certain ones like Blue Submarine Number Six and yeah. So that's, you, that's like my extent right there. <laughs> <laughs> so you watched Cowboy Bebop? Look, did you ever watch the Netflix adaptation? I have not. You have not? Okay. Because yeah. I, I kind of want to see how what you thought. So I'm a huge Cowboy Bebop fan, and I think the Netflix adaptation. If you have not seen Cowboy Bebop before, you might you'll enjoy it. If you have you'll enjoy the first episode maybe part of the second and from there it's kind of like well that didn't really happen like that kind of <laughs> so but i mean it's not bad it wasn't horrible it wasn't like um what was that movie with william defoe uh death note oh yeah the death note live action yeah that death note live action that was pretty bad uh it so, wasn't though i really it enjoyed was the death note. bad it was bad, it was bro. the cgi was bad yes the story <laughs> everything was bad dude like in the anime like the guy is like oh like calm collected like super intelligent and and in the movie uh like yagami and in the movie he's like scared confused emo i was like they went a whole different route so i maybe because their intended audience was teenagers but Still, it I just don't think it fell. Like it hit the bar. But uh the reason I was asking, so 
there's a anime called uh Zam 100 uh what is it Zam 100 because I know it has a longer title I mean we can go with Zam 100 but the full name I think it is Zam 100 bucket list before I die yeah bucket list of the dead I think bucket list of the dead yeah so in the the yeah, concept of the dead. anime is a person who had who has been overworked to the point where like they're pretty much just a walking zombie because all they do is work, right? Like all they do is work. Like they, it's been three years happen. The person, all they like, they have no social, no no life, no social life, no nothing. It's just work, get home, and you know it's one of those like they exploit them horribly at work. But he cannot afford to quit his job, and he can't afford to live a normal life because all his whole life is work, right? Sometimes they would spend like what a week at work, yeah. And like, if they try to leave, in yeah. And... So it, it's one of those crazy exploitation stories. So the main character, it like, it's hilarious because there's a zombie apocalypse happens, but the zombie apocalypse is almost like the sec. It's it's weird because it's not the main center, right? Where it's like, oh, we gotta survive this zombie apocalypse. Okay. It's more of the background. Like it, it just happens to happen in a, in a zombie apocalypse, and the main character is just super excited because he no longer has to go to work, he no longer has to worry about bills. So he's finally li- try, he's finally living his life. He writes a, he's starting to write a list of a hundred things he wants to do before he dies, um, and it's like the most crazy story, like a crazy list. For example, one of them was like uh, go on a date, uh, have dinner with. Uh, like have and have dinner flight with attendant. uh flight attendants. He was like he wrote bungee jumping. He's like, wait, where am I gonna go bungee jumping now? You know, so it, it's like your basic bucket list that just happens to be in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so like and it's it's great, it's a beautiful animation and everything, but Netflix did make its own live adaptation, and so I didn't get a chance to see it. I know I know. Ernest, Ernest got a chance to see it, so I was gonna ask him like, is it worth watching? Is it not worth watching? Yeah. So, and with that being said, here is my feedback of both watching the anime and started reading the manga and got a lot from the manga. Um, it is completely different. Well, I won't say completely. I would say there's about ten percent stuck with the manga and following the anime. And then the rest of it is just Netflix. There are core parts saying, hey, here's a key concept that would happen here. And it also happened in manga. And it also happened in anime. But how we get to these parts are completely different. It's completely out of left field. And for somebody who does, like, if you just watch the Netflix version, you will probably enjoy it. If you try to watch all of them, you will be completely like, no, no, this isn't how it's supposed to go. And preconceived notions. Um, so for most part, it's still, it's good for what it is, but as a person who has preconceived notions, I couldn't get through the entire movie. I had to stop it. Like, I can't, I can't do it. I, I have these preconceived notions and I couldn't shake them. And it's besides me because I'm normally the one that goes in with zero expectations and try to enjoy it as much as I can. But I was too much in love with what they were doing in anime. And I'm like, their quality and direction that they took in the anime is top tier, whereas in the live action, it's just like, no, 
this is not working. This is not where we were going. This is not how you execute what we've been talking about. Yeah. So I, I going back to that, I do have a question for you. So what if they made a Deathback TV show? What streaming service would it be on? <laughs> like, would, like if you had to choose, like, all right, I want it to be on Hulu. I want it to be on HBO. I want it to be on Stars. I want it to be on Netflix, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Like, what, what would be your go-to? Uh, Adult Swim's on HBO Max or just Max, right? And yeah, just Max now. Then that's that's where it would go. Um, I I want Deathbag to be a an Adult Swim style cartoon that's where i kind of build the the influence from with the shorts the old school 15 minutes when they had like the brack show and aqua teen and everything yeah. so yeah like i have to stay loyal to the vision and like it has to go to max okay. has to be home with everything else that is fair <laughs> i like it That that's a good choice i'm not gonna lie like I, yeah, I, I have a huge love for, um, for Adult Swim. Love like, hate I, with Aqua Team Hunger Force. Like, <laughs> Hunger, it, see, it was good, but I I enjoyed Aqua Team Hunger Force, and and I would I would quote them, like I, I would quote that episode with the um the robot chicken that uh that he came the cyborg chicken that came from the future supposedly, and oh, yeah. so like I I would quote parts of that episode and like my mom my my stepdad wouldn't understand what i was saying so but i was like it was hilarious like it's it's amazing like but uh <laughs> is it bad when you said that i heard his voice in my head <laughs> like you know exactly yeah, what episode, like, at what point <laughs> yeah I, I just find it story. yeah i find it funny that uh uh, was it Frylock had braces? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Like, he has braces? I was like, oh, okay. But, yeah, again, funny show. And I, I think a lot, a lot of the shows from those one were just hilarious. And um, uh, they were very entertaining. Oh, yeah, man. I was big into William Street stuff. So, Aqua Teen, Sea Lab 2021, Home Movies. Yeah, uh, movies was good too. Uh, Metalocalypse, that's my jam, dude. Like, Metalocalypse, yeah. So all those like <laughs> that—that that was like the glory days before it went into like the live action stuff with Delocated and your pretty faces going to hell and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But like those fifteen-minute shorts, man, that, I I dug them. I loved them. Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Harvey Birdman. <laughs> All that, dude. Like, I would stay up just Space to watch goals, that. Coast to coast. Space yep. goes coast to coast. <laughs> so. yeah. We need to do a history of Space Ghost, by the way. It is actually quite interesting. Oh, yeah. His whole, from the Hanna-Barbera into now, like, when he yeah. did that. And the comic that, I think Alex Ross did the comic and stuff. That was really good. It was. um, And that's why I, like, it was some random YouTube video that came across my feed that got me. I'm like, oh, actually, I don't. I'm like, I remember Space Ghost, but I don't know how he came to be. So I went down this rabbit hole and I was satisfied, completely amazed. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that they put this much detail and behind this particular character. I'm like, it's very, it's a basic loser, not necessarily loser, but 
military guy to a superhero type of story, but at the same like it was it was still written beautifully. Like I enjoyed it. And now he just makes fun of people behind that. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they completely crapped on all that. They <laughs> did. <laughs> so, so going back to anime, I know One Piece, they did have a huge moment. Now, I don't know if you ever watched One Piece, Julio, but it is a very long anime. It's on a thousand what episodes? Why you gotta start off with it's a very long anime? Like it's a very long. If if we were to tell Julio, hey Julio, it's a really good anime. You should go check it out. He has to know it's over a thousand episodes, so that way he's like, you know what? If I'm gonna watch it, I know it's gonna take me three years to catch up. Right? It's Two not, years to it catch does up. not take that long. It does when you when you're busy, right? Like he just said, he has two full time jobs, man. Like. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so a, a yeah, big great. moment happened in that anime, and it crashed, crunch. It had it crashed all the major anime platforms. Like they they all crashed, um, and it's something that has happened in the past. But the way the it, it crashed like instantly, like the episodes came out within like ten minutes, they all just crashed. So there's a lot like of people major uh, website and it crashed a lot of the pirating it, websites it as well. Crash pirated websites too. Like yeah. nobody was able to handle the the content, like not necessarily the content, but the bandwidth of how many people wanted to see this. It was like it just overwhelmed everybody's servers and nobody expected this surge of people to be using it at the time, which is beyond me. I'm like, especially for corporate corporations or really well-funded sites like Crunchyroll, I feel oh. like they should do stress testing. I'm t- like, there's no way your server should be going down like this because Crunchyroll doesn't learn. Like, they, they, it, 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 it crashes all, like, big big moments, like, you know, what is it, like, the, the uh, Naruto one uh, with the Fox, like, that, it crashed. Uh, I know this isn't the first time One Piece crashes it either. So it's ha- it happens a lot now. The what what happened is uh, so the main character entered Gear Five, so kind of like the fifth transformation. And Ernest can correct me if I'm describing it wrong, but he, uh, when he entered to this transformation, uh, the um, the the writer for the for this uh, manga, he wanted to create a new transformation where. It takes uh, homage to like Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes, that kind of stuff. So that kind of stuff in a anime, right? Where it's like the person person turns into like this power, this powerful person who could do like Tom and Jerry stuff in in his world, like. And it, it's 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 pretty cool. Like I'm not gonna lie, it was pretty cool. I did I did see it. I. I jump from episode 15, 20, wherever I'm at, all the way to a thousand something. Uh, damn, Ernest just left. Like, I guess he got he got pretty angry with how I was describing because that's his favorite anime of all time. <laughs> oh, he's back. All right, I guess. I don't know Ooh. what happened or how that happened, but um, I think Elon did not want me to continue to talk about our friendship. He was like, nah, got to cut it off. Every time that Ernest says that he knows Elon Musk, he just gets kicked out. 
I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a consistent issue. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk to Elon, and he was bringing up One Piece, and I was going to, oh, I was going to make a joke about Elon, and the next thing you know, whole internet servers get dropped. Ah, see, so he could even read your read your mind now. <laughs> oh man, you're tapped in, Ernest. That's it, man. There's no going back. All right, Ernest. So, uh, what did what did you think of Gear Five? I already know you loved it, but absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, so this is his enemy. Like this, he like if you get him to talk about my one mainstream? piece, he will not shut up. Yeah, this is my mainstream enemy. <laughs> I love it. Um, but apps they did it justice. I feel like they captured everything they did in the manga. It was shot for shot. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They animated it well, and it takes you back to Looney Tunes. Like that was the whole aspect of it. He has this power of over he overwrites the laws of reality, essentially. Um, he's not his power now is he can change the effects of how things happen and what way things happen. He's completely reality bending power to fucking. And he did it. The fight, he was doing his thing. He's finally getting his, he is saying on Kaido, he's finally winning and pushing him back. And it, it was well-written, real animated. And I can see, I've always loved One Piece, so I can't wait to see more. Like they have been, this is One Piece season. They've been doing it well. Their whole Wano arc been top tier. The animation, the drawing, same thing. Animation, the story writing, it's all been absolutely wonderful. I mean, I came from a a place of love right there. I saw you (laughs) emotional. That's awesome, man. Oh yeah. (laughs) When you've been keeping up, like I've literally been watching One Piece. And following and reading it for, for years, for years, <laughs> and you expect Hulu to catch up in no no time. See, yes, because you can. <laughs> if you're committed to it, you can do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, let's see where, where are we at next. Uh, so, Hulu, do you like the, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yes, uh, that's what got me in the. Art. That was like the first thing I started drawing was turtles. Oh, nice, yeah, man. turtles has been my jam since '84, man. Since I was a kid. <laughs> oh shoot, man! Yeah, I go back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you ever read the uh, the last Ronin story? Excuse me, I have. Yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah, that and read all the original story, and now they're doing what Lost Years. Yeah, so, last uh, years. I'm, I'm reading that too right now. Okay, because yeah. so like I just saw that like there's a teaser trailer, which it's literally a very teaser trailer, and like, um, but they're gonna make a um, the last round in a video game now. Really? So they're working on the last on the last round in video game, and I'm not gonna. Lie, I'm really excited because I really enjoyed the, the story. Uh, I remember when it first came out, uh, me and Ernest were trying to determine who was the last turtle. Mm-hmm. And I, we both kind of said, like, you know what? And which by now everybody should have read it, so it's fine. Yeah. But we're like, you know what? It, what would be crazy if the last turtle was Michelangelo because he was the happy one. You know, he was the, yeah. you know, like 
the the perky one, you know, the the funny one, you know, like the, you know, like hey, I, I'm just here to chill, you know, like if he became the last uh, turtle alive, how would he react to the story or in the story to his brother's passing? And it's crazy because when I read it, I was like, oh crap. Like I dig it. I really like it. I like where the story went. I like I like the points it touched and I like the growth in the character. And I thought it was really cool that he was able to talk to his brothers throughout the story. Mm-hmm. So like I, I really enjoyed it. Like I love that. Um but yeah, there's a game coming and I'm I'm kinda excited for it. I'm not sure what I'm excited more. Last Ronin or uh Squirrel with a gun. I'm not hundred percent sure <laughs> what I'm more excited about, but it's one of those two, right? Like um or Boulder's Gate three. Um, because I gotta not only do I want to, but now I have to because I did a big mistake a while ago, and I got Ernest to buy a game that I was going to buy. And the game had so many bugs uh, that it was just non-playable, and it was not cyberpunk. Um, we, we were going to get Anthem, uh, which is kind of like a Halo-ish and Destiny kind of type of game. Okay. But, but that one is just, it was so broken that they were practically giving out refunds, right? So... But the game I got him is like uh, I don't know if you're like if you play Call of Duty. Uh no, not really. I I know people who play it though. Man, so like everyone plays it, really. Yeah, uh, like everybody <laughs> plays it. But so for me, I like Call of Duty, but I've always been a Battlefield person. So like, I got him to buy one of the Battlefield games, and it was fun. But it was just, it was crazy because half the times it was PS4 graphics. And then half the times it was like PS2 graphics. Like you're running around and you're like, what the hell? Like what happened to everybody? Everybody turned into Lara Croft or something. (laughs) So you're like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Like, so it it was strange and it was weird. Uh, But at the same time, like I was like, you know what? If you don't pay attention to the graphics and if you're just like, you know what? I'm just there to like play the game. Then it's passable. But at the same time, you paid what, $60, $70 or $80, depending on what version you bought for a game that the graphics are shit in, in a way, right? So because of that, I owe him one. <laughs> so not only do I want to get it, but now I have to get it. So oh, yeah. Yeah. there's that. Uh, let's see if he, if Ernest joins back because the next topic we had was uh, about his death bag t-shirt. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, hopefully he'll hopefully he joins back. Uh, we're still hoping that he comes back. I don't know if he has to ask Elon if he could join or not. Uh, but I do have a question. So yeah. I I know that in one of the big conventions, they noticed that in one of the um, Dungeons & Dragons books, uh, they were caught using uh, AI-generated art in the books, right? Oh. Versus like... Um, Versus like real artwork yeah. that an artist made. So as an artist and you know somebody that's in that in the art world, what are your thoughts on AI? Like the AI generated art. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, second, I know I know, in the most part, conventions are pretty good at banning that kind of stuff, right? Because it's true. Like, why would you want to s- sell or buy 
uh, AI generated art. The whole point is you could do it yourself, right? Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm against it. Um, one hundred percent. It it's um it's taking over. Like I went to a Cubs game, and you know, in between the innings, they do like, oh, find you know, follow the bar or whatever. And they had an AI art prompt for a kid, and they did it like, oh, um, pick an animal and pick this. And then it, it generated the art. And it was like, here, kid, you're an artist. And you're like, no, no, you're, you're not. <laughs> um, like, I hate that we're – it's giving false hope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, just what was it, that chat GPT or something like that? Yeah, chat GPT. Yeah, and I was like, we're giving people false hopes, you know. Is like, we're we're giving them false hopes, and then we're ending creativity, mm. because that's that's the whole thing. Creative writing, any type of art, performing or uh, tr- uh, visual, it's all about your imagination, about what you can dream up and come with, and and do feels. And now we're doing oh, write a word any word and we're we're helping society be even more lazy if that mm-hmm. helps um and now it's basically like oh yeah now anyone can do this thing yeah and it's just like oh okay and you're and essentially you're gonna flood the market and it's gonna suck and then you know like there's gonna be it, there's like a double side to it like it's gonna suck and then you're gonna have the resurgence of people seeking real art and i hate to say it like that like real art but uh art created by a human being is going to mm-hmm. make the resurgence mm-hmm. and like how you said there's some cons that are like making sure that's not done but when you have i think comic companies start using it for comic book covers like uh, i think one company dropped like three variant covers and all three covers were ai uh, um and then uh and i think marvel and disney were under fire because they used ai for the opening of secret invasion yes they did yep um so it's just showing you like how quick this is happening but then you're taking away p- creativity and possibly jobs you know mm-hmm. like if you hire a creative team for a video game or a comic book or storyboarding for a movie or cartoon or whatever you're essentially taking all those people away and you're just going to have this basically like soulless thing that has no connection and then we're just going to be drones we're going to be uh the people on wally wally yeah (laughs) (laughs) those lazy boys floating around bro yeah uh, and it's great so i use chat gpt right Obviously, I don't, like with ChatGPT, you can't really create art just from the prompt, right? Mm. Um, so I do, I do work with uh, coding sometimes, and I do. Uh, I hate uh, one of my weaknesses is writing proposals and writing like features for stories and stuff like that for work, like Jira stories. Uh, so I suck at that stuff, and I suck at like professional lingo. Yeah. So I, I've used ChatGPT for that, like where it's like, hey, like I'll, I'll ask it, like, um, can you give me, like, for example, the code for a, let's say, a Dungeons and Dragons type of game? Now it's a very generic and basic game, mm-hmm. so it's like it gives you just 
like a two second intro, right? To a real game, right? And from there, you kind of got to build on it. Uh, but I do know that there's a lot of programmers that actually started using it um, for to write code, right? And now it's it became also a big issue where companies are starting to look into it, or there's companies that are fully embracing it, like, hey, we're gonna bring bring in ChatGPT and all these all these uh, AI tools to kind of like, hey, like. We want to build a code. We want to build a script that does this. So they're trying to bring that stuff in. Um, so there's people that are for it. There's people that are against it. Uh, there's programmers that think like, hey, it'll, it'll make my life easier. But once again, it's not creating art. It's more of just it's it spits out a little bit of code and you got to build off of it, right? So it's a very different. Um, it, it's it's very different than, for example, AI AI that actually generates images. And like I've tried them, like I because when when I would see like hey like you know like a lot of people were using it, I yeah. tried it and it, I did not like it because it's like people people hype it up like it's this next big like the next best thing right yeah and I just think I'm like it's not because it's not like it it doesn't give you the same sense of like hey somebody actually created this right it's more like if for example if i were to tell you like hey uh julio would you be able to draw a person in a room uh looking at a light bulb or something yeah. it would be very different if i type into a machine the machine or like or the ai bot the ai bot is going to spit out like eight different versions of it and none of it is the stuff that i actually want right yeah. it'll be like just random ass shit so i was like uh I'm like i just I don't like it, uh, but I know that there's a lot of people that have used it. For example, like you, you brought up a very good point. I know Marvel used it in Secret Wars. Uh, apparently, Dungeons Dragons used it in some of their books, and they 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 got into trouble because of that. Uh, so because of that, there's more and more conventions that are like putting a very hard like no AI generated images or artwork will be allowed, whether it's in a book. Whether you're selling artwork, you know, like no matter what it is, if it's AI generated, then we don't want it, right? Because yeah. it's not real art. Yeah, and I do give credit to like the cons and uh, like what we use for our digital distribution is GlobalComics.com, mm-hmm. and when you're submitting to upload your book, the the next thing before you fully submit and schedule your release is you have to fill out a form saying if you used AI in any sort of fashion for this book, uh, whether it be um, like a story, like the AI wrote the story for you or created the art, and then it flags it and lets you know, like, hey, this is not really created by a human. It was created either partially by AI or completely by AI. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one thing I do like, that companies are trying to be aware of it a little more. And... To, uh, not to be fair, but um, I would say this has been kind of a problem a little bit earlier than what we because right now we're just seeing this. It, it kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like, right. It was like in in beta mode, and then next you know it blew up. Like it's everywhere. Everyone had it on their cell phones one day, yep. and that was it. But if you look a little bit into that further, like just Photoshop. 
people were taking other people's images and using a Photoshop brush and altering stuff. So yeah. it was like they were stealing work, which I found out like Adobe was using. You had to go in and, and change your settings because Adobe was feeding the, your stuff to AI. Uh, so that way that's how it created the algorithm and stuff like that. So it was mm -hmm. already kind of happening. And there was already like stuff like that in the cons. Like if you see some of the print wall guys, a lot of it's just Photoshop, mm. you know. Um, so and I know cons were kind of cracking down on that as much as possible, saying, hey, did you really draw this? Or did you just scan a photo and touch it up or did a splatter background or whatever? Yeah. Um, so it, it's a fight. I think it's just more in the public eye now because it's it's so easy to get access to it like we can download it right now on our phones and just start creating away right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i uh i i hope that like oh i hope there is a resurgence for regular art because like it was already getting phased out of schools way before this was happening like yeah. you know art's the first thing to go whether it's performing or visual like Music class is gone, you know. Um, we kind of already kill um, kids' kids' imagination so far in their childhood. Like, it, it's hard to see like a five year old not knowing what an imagination is, yeah. or not, you know. And I think we're helping kill that more by like, oh, we're helping, we're we're trying to help build things or or speed stuff up, and that's another. Like we're just screwing each other over like the whole, like it, it's about being fast and getting it done and beating your competition as opposed to like, let's make something good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so if we have to go, I honestly think we have to start falling back to like the old days. Uh, that's the problem with technology, right? Like, uh, Blessing and a curse. It, 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 it's a blessing and a curse. It's like it's okay. It makes your life easier, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you become so dependent on on that technology, where it becomes dangerous, yeah. and it, you lose part of that humanity that you have. Oh yeah, it's, you know it's like social media where it does connect you with other people, with a bunch of people all around the world. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that have stressed that it makes you feel more isolated. Mm -hmm. So I I think. I agree. I, I think that uh, nothing compares to something that a human did with the creativity, you know, with their uh, skill set, you know, whether that's art, music, uh, because now there's, you know, there's AI that could generate music as well. Yeah. And it's just, it's just crazy. Um, now, speaking of music, I, so on your Kickstarter, you, you actually created, like, there's a song for Deathbag. Yep. How did that happen? Uh, okay. So it's, there's a uh, Chicago-based hip-hop artist by the name Show You Suck. Okay. Um, I, found out about, I found out about him a few years ago through my friend who was doing music videos for a group called Treated Crew. Okay. And at the time, he was part of it. And it was a bunch of um, Chicago-based rappers who were a crew and doing their thing. And um, 
so I listen to all kinds of hip hop and everything. So like, um, I'm into like nerdcore or nerd rap or whatever. And there's this guy singing about playing Street Fighter while watching Headbangers Ball and Beavis and Butthead, and he's in this crew. And you know, they're they're all well respected rappers and stuff. And I just happen to get shine on this guy. Um, and I start listening to him more, um, and then going to shows cause he would do like local shows and just start going. And there's this, there was like a few songs that I really dug and there was one, it's called Headbangers Ball. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like listening to Anthrax and Slayer, Beavis and Buttheads on the television. I'm playing Street Fighter and, um, talking about Dimebag Daryl from Pantera. And I was like, man, like that song embodies Deathbag. Like that's Deathbag, everything. Um, so uh, I just reached out and was like, hey, man, like I'm a fan. Uh, I, I followed you for a few years now. Uh, I would like to use that your song for my comic. And I told him what the comic was and everything. And, you know, I wanted to ask permission as opposed to just like, oh, yeah, I'm using this, you know. And um, I was like, hey, you know, I'll make sure I'll tag you and the whole nine and everything. He's like, yeah, man, you know, go ahead. You know, yeah, you have my permission. Go ahead and use it. So I'm I'm, I'm geeked out, man. Like, oh, hell yeah, you know, one of my favorite (laughs) Chicago guys. And I'm going to use this song. That's a banger. And I get an email. And it's like, hey, man, I made this for you. And. He was like, I was thinking like a television show, so this is the theme song. And he created the Deathbag theme song, man. It was just, (laughs) yeah. Um, So he he sent me that, and then he was like, I I got some more. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, send me the comic. So I sent them like, so he got to see issue five before everyone else. Oh, okay. Uh Um, And then I sent them the old Deathbag stuff, one through four and, and stuff and everything. He was like, this is cool, man. Like, and I guess he inspired me and I inspired him type deal. Cause uh-huh. like after we did the Kickstarter or, you know, we announced the Kickstarter launch and we debuted the full song. Cause I was doing like the adult swim bumps where you just hear snippets of the song and you know, the, the text or whatever in the black, in the black background. And then we announced yeah. the song and everything and he <laughs> shares it and he goes full death bag EP coming soon. And oh, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, man. Like, I was super geek. Like, this is awesome. And he's, to be honest, man, he is probably one of the best underrated hip hop guys in Chicago. Like, everyone should listen to him, go to his band cat, share his work, like, everything from his old stuff to his new stuff. Uh, he's in a band called Air Credits, and they just dropped a song today called Nightmare, which I thought was a banger. I just shared it on my Instagram story. Um, yeah, and he he did like uh, an update for his fans and everything, and he's like announcing shows, and his girlfriend's a comedian, and so he's announcing her thing, and then he was like, and I did this song for a comic book, go back to Kickstarter, and and I'm not asking him to do nothing, this is all <laughs> on him, and he's been great, man. Like he's like I said, hands down, probably one of the nicest guys in the game, and probably one of the best in Chicago. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, it, yeah, dude. Like I'm, I'm geek. <laughs> like I, I was like, I was joking. I was like, I want to do a Killer Mike move. With you know, Killer Mike dropped 
SB Dunks for his birthday and dropped like a single and an uh, LP or EP for his birthday. I was like, man, yeah, I'll drop a Kickstarter on my birthday and this and this and that. And then next thing you know, it's like, I have a theme song to go with it. I was like, oh, man, I spoke into into existence. I pulled a killer mic for no reason. (laughs) Oh, man, that's that's fucking awesome, bro. Like, and and it's cool that, like, you guys are, like, kind of vibing out of each other's creativity. Oh, yeah. So together, you guys are kind of combining it and creating something that that's 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 pretty cool. And it's unique, right? Especially because it's when it comes out, you know, organically. Yeah, I feel like it's it's almost magical. Oh yeah, dude! Like he, like I was already excited about doing a new death bag book because I haven't done it in years, and then, like I haven't created for myself in years. Like I've done tales, and I've I've been doing other stuff and the stuff for pro wrestling tees and AEW, but I haven't been able to like, hey, I'm gonna go all in on my, I'm gonna bet on myself. I haven't done mm-hmm. that in a long time, and to do that and then have a guy I respect. And, and a huge fan of to be like here man he he gave it new life and i'm like i'm beyond more excited than i already yeah. was to do it and i'm like i haven't heard the ep i have no idea what he's doing for the ep i'm just excited to hear it i can't wait to like <laughs> share that with everyone once he releases it and be like oh yeah check it out it's you know so yeah man like it Go to the Kickstarter, watch the, the thing, hear the the song. We did like a little fake intro to a TV show with the song and everything. So yeah, that was fun too, man. <laughs> so speaking of the Kickstarter, um, so I was taking a look, which by the way, uh, Kickstarter has been going great for you. How, what? Do, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm excited. Like I didn't. I like, you know, you hear people go, oh, yeah, I can't wait for the next book or, you know, whatever. And it's been years, like I said, for for Deathbag um, 5, I think we did the trade. And it's been like at least three, four years, man, that we did it. So it's nice to, to hear people say like, hey, I've been waiting for this and actually have been waiting for it, you know. Oh, um, I'll, I'll tell you like this. There's been a lot of people waiting. I, I know two people that have been waiting for a while. <laughs> And um, it's been great, man. Like, um, this is probably the first least stressful Kickstarter I've ever been a part of, <laughs> which I'm excited <laughs> about. Oh, because you, you asked Miller, man. Like, I'm, I gray out and I am pulling my hair out during everyone's Kickstarter. I'm like, oh, what do we need to do? What do we got to do to do this and this and that? And I, <laughs> this one just came a little more natural and I'm, I'm happy with it, man. I'm happy everyone's excited for it. Um, People are, are, are donating and just as excited about it. Um, and the real cool thing is we're having a first-time artist ever to be published, too. Um, uh, a friend of mine, her daughter did a fan art piece of Deathbag, and she created her own character called Angel Girl. Oh, and okay. that's going to be featured in the book. So we're going to give someone an opportunity to be published for the very first time so i'm super excited about that man that's, that's to awesome. have that um so you know we i have my my friends we have ashley on there jack uh me and miller team up again for the first time in a few years to do another story adam did the cover and he did a story um so you know i have the usual suspects from gorilla on there and then like i said i, I get a new 
person, a new up and coming artist to do a, a pinup in it, which I'm excited about. Like that's, I like the book, but that's my favorite part is mm. someone else's rendition and they created their own character to go with that bag. And that, that's, you know, that's awesome, dude. Like, you know, it is like, inspiring, <laughs> inspiring people with their imagination to go against AI art. See, we went full <laughs> circle right there. It's pretty cool. Cause I, I seen like, the videos and it, it was so cool to see you know deathbag like come 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 into reality and walk around the convention and you know like be at the booths <laughs> and stuff i was like that's pretty cool i'm not gonna lie i really enjoyed that <laughs> it, it goes back to like what i said earlier man like if you remember those old adult swim bumps that mm-hmm. they played like right before they went back to the show or after the show those were probably the most hilarious thing. I know they still do them, but they don't. They just do the words. They don't do like the the live action part. Like when Adult Swim first came up, it was just a pool. You hear all kids out of the pool and this and this. Yeah, and you knew you got ready for it. So that's what I, I wanted to embody again. Um, and that I was like, how ridiculous can we get with this thing? <laughs> like, like. That, and that's the beauty, man, of being independent. Like, no one can yeah. tell you no. You know, if you have the vision, you run with your vision. And if you fall flat, you know, you fall on your face, so be it. You pick up and you go, okay, what did I do wrong? What wasn't received well? And you keep running with it. Um, right. You know, you, you pick yourself up again. You learn and you, and you keep running. And that's what I love about what we're doing. And, like, just having the freedom to just be as stupid as possible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it, it works out, especially like, you know, like when you have, when you have your formula, right. And, and you're able to express your creativity, not only in the project, but how you market it, uh, you know, how, how do you get word out there? It, it's, it feels pretty good to be able to do it your way and not follow a guide or like, this is how you're going to do it. Yeah. you know like have somebody on top of you so like yeah like i i could imagine how how that is um so like again the marketing was amazing i'm not gonna lie marketing was amazing it was pretty cool uh i know uh one of ernest's favorite things the shirt <laughs> was a shirt yeah he was he was so excited for he's so excited for these shirts like he was asking me, he's like, you think I should buy another one? I was like, well, it's up to you. He's like, so the story with this shirt, right? Um, his uh, girlfriend knows that that's his favorite shirt. And um, so she's out of state. And uh, whenever he would go see her or, or when she would come over, like she knew that that was his favorite shirt. So really? she just took it. She took it, wouldn't give it back to him. And he's like, I he's like, I want my shirt back. She's like, no, because since this is your favorite shirt, I like wearing it, you know. Oh. And he, he was trying to like, I'll give you this one. I'll give you this other shirt. I'll give you like he was <laughs> he was like trying to come up with something, right? Yeah. So, uh, like his birthday was uh, what was it? it was two days ago. So mm-hmm. she flew out, out to see him, and uh, so she brought the shirt. So he's like, I'm able to wear it. I'm able to wear. It. He's like, I gotta hide it. And um, she's like, oh, but, you know, I want the shirt back. He's like, you know what? 
you can have the shirt back because I'm going to have a new one coming up and you cannot take this one away. So that, that that's kind of where his mind is. And that's why he, he was excited that he's like, look, I'm wearing a shirt. He's like, I'm wearing a shirt for today. I was like, oh, like, you got it back? He's like, I got it back. He's like, she says temporarily. She's like, but I'm keeping the shirt somehow. I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's great, man. Oh, and that that's oh, that was the one we did for C2E2, I think. That was an exclusive. Yeah. 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 That one has the boost <laughs> number and everything. We made it a Misfits parody. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but like once again, like it was it was pretty cool. Like uh I know because like we have every time you guys do a Kickstarter, we always go for the shirt ones. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have a we have a collection of shirts now, <laughs> uh, but for him, that's still his favorite shirt wow. of all of them so far. And now you know. Uh, apparently, there's a fight going on in his house for the ownership of the shirt. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> I'm gonna I'm so, gonna have to reprint one for him and just be like here, man. Here, just, this is just, just for you. <laughs> yeah, like hide this. Don't don't tell no one. <laughs> Don't Hopefully worry. She doesn't listen her. to the podcast. That way, she doesn't know there's going to be another one. Uh, no, 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 uh, If you're listening, uh, <laughs> it was all a joke. He's not getting a shirt. We're not getting new shirts anytime soon. <laughs> like, uh, like, so don't worry about it. No, no time soon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it. So once again, like we're we've always been huge fans of of the comics. We we kind of wanted to see uh, where Deathback was going and. This image is what got to me. So lately we've been getting a lot into Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and like Pathfinder and role-playing kind of games and even video games, right? Mm. So currently we're actually trying to create a text-based choice game. Nice. Or like uh and we're we're trying to do it by November for a convention called LodgeCon. Okay. And so because of that, we've been going really hard on these role-playing games so we could get ideas. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was like, oh, that's that's perfect. <laughs> I was like, that is perfect. I was like, okay. And like I showed my daughter, my daughter's like, oh that's cool. He's she's like, ask ask them if if uh eventually they'll turn into posters or something. I was like I was like, I don't know. Like you would have to we would have to see like what posters they have because I was like I know like uh what's it called that she's Huge fan of posters. She has posters all over her wall. Nice. Um, and what's it called? And I, so I started doing the same thing. I would just, I just had in the other room that's mm-hmm. over there. It's like one wall is just all art, like nice. all, all, like all the art that I buy at conventions nice. or uh, art that comes with comics or um, even like the the stuff that uh, comes with with the Kickstarters. Because mm-hmm. I I know for um, what was it for? Uh, for tales, uh, like there was uh, small prints and stuff, so yeah. I, I like I would add that onto the wall as well. Um, and then obviously, like I would get like autograph stuff as well, like from like either comic artists or like um, voice actors for anime and stuff. Like yeah. I have all that stuff up there. But yeah, uh, yeah so now she's like posters as well because of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so as you can see. Over here on this side, they're very huge fans of Death Bag. You got you got Ernest over there fighting for a shirt. 
like, like you got my kit that takes all my comics, so which is the reason why I gotta buy more than one at a time. Oh. Because I already know she's gonna take some. I was yeah. like, okay. And then um at the same time, like uh like I try and I try and give them to some uh like family members, like teenagers yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, hey, you know, here's some books, like um, you know, to because just because I think Deathback is a very good example of hey, here's here's an indie book. You might enjoy this. Uh, if you enjoy it, if you like it, uh, come back to me and I'll I'll give you more. But yeah. you got to take care of my books. If not, I'm not going to let you shit, right? Because Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that but, Simpsons episode. Like, I tried to teach you how to do comics, but you wanted to play with baseball cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about... I'll stop sharing this. So what's, what's a little bit that we could we will see in the fifth issue of death bag. Oh man. Uh, so we'll go from that one that you had up the, the page. Uh, so one of the stories is he's hosting a role-playing game. Uh, Adam Farster, uh, wrote it. It's called Toady total party kill. Um, for you gamers, you already know. So you already knew where that was coming from. Yeah. Um, so it's basically just him hosting a party with a bunch of monsters and one human, which is, <laughs> yeah. As you can see at the table, like you have a melting man and just some random monsters, like a skeleton astronauts there. And there's just some random guy sitting at the other <laughs> end of the table who does not fit in whatsoever. So that adds <laughs> to the hilarity of that. Um, you have, um, Deathbag is involved in a haunting. Oh, uh, yeah. So we have that. It's uh, a parody of like the ghost adventures and ghost hunters and all that. Um, they basically happen upon Deathbag's house. Um, so we we kind of see what happens with that. Uh, another video game thing, uh, and this is this is a personal one. It came from the heart. Uh, I am a huge Gears of War fan. Okay. And I uh, I was super excited to get Gears of War 5, but I was bored 30 minutes in because it was all cinematics before I was even the press start. Yeah. So we have a uh, story called Death Bag versus Loading Times. <laughs> um, so it's, it, it's basically me how I felt during the loading time before I was able to press start to actually play the game. Um, so it's death bag dealing with that. Uh, so he deals with that part. Uh, what else do we have? Um, man. Uh, oh, we have uh, death bag faces his fears in a nightmare. Uh, so you basically, you have a new character called nightmare man uh, who uh, is basically Freddy Krueger, so okay. it's basically Freddy Krueger versus Deathbag. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, and Ben Miller wrote that one, and then we finally have the debut of Dirtbag. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he's in there. Uh, I won't. I won't spoil that. That's the whole thing. But at the end of the inside back cover of Holier Than Now, that collected issues one through four. Um, you saw Dirtbag just chilling in the back and said, I'm coming home. And so for a while, I was just playing with the idea of how I bring him in. 
Um, and I wrote a whole different story, uh, and I gave it to Miller, who's our editor-in-chief at Gorilla, and he read it and everything. He's like, this is a good story, but it's not Death Bag. And it it was completely different. Um, it was basically like you, you get to see how Death Bag and Dirt Bag meet when they were kids, and they go through this stuff together, and basically they shun Death Bag, and then he meets the three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which we've seen in other Death Bag books, mm-hmm, right. uh, and how they become friends. And we kind of scrapped that idea and went with this other, other random one. Uh, and it's, you know me, I'm a wrestling guy, and so <laughs> it, it it has a lot of throwback wrestling tropes in it and stuff like that so we introduced dirtbag finally in issue five so those who have been waiting he's he's finally here he's finally here and yeah it, issue five yeah all this in issue five <laughs> yeah we, wow. we jam-packed it man like i had i to be honest i had the most fun doing this book and i hope that everyone sees it that like the art yeah i mean like every person, like podcasting or art or anything, you the more you do it, the better you get at it. And hopefully everyone can see like the difference from art from Death Bag issue one to five. Because um, it's been years, man. It's It's been a lot of years. And if I didn't progress within those years, <laughs> there's something wrong. I'm doing something really wrong. And, and everyone around me is just buttering me up and saying, this is good and it sucks. They're just hyping you up? Yeah, I got a bunch of hype men. But hopefully you can tell the difference and everything. And, like, like you know, the storytelling got better. Like, the art got better. Hopefully that everyone can see it. And just that, legitly, I know we always say, like, labors of love. And, you know, this came from, uh, you know, a personal place. This came from, from me wanting wanting to do this for a few years like it's been mm-hmm. sitting there and it, the time was right to finally do it and i had a blast like ever like there wasn't a day where i didn't want to create for death Bag. like i knew i had to draw ink color letter and it wasn't a chore like i looked forward you know i went to work came home had dinner chilled with the family and then from like 10 o'clock at night to one in the morning i'm working and it wasn't like, oh, I got to go to the computer. No, it was like, I can't wait to go into my office, start working on this. Okay. And then just start thinking of different ideas and like, oh, do we, you know, should I change the story up? No, let me just keep going, playing with different things. And then just the writers I had on it, like Jack and Miller and Adam writing these awesome stories for it. And you can tell they were having fun with it, which made me even more excited to draw them. Um, so yeah, man, hopefully everyone can see it's just like us being, like I said earlier, just being as stupid as possible <laughs> with this character and having fun and just be like, Hey, this guy's back. And, you know, um, and it's a resurgence for, for him. Like we've seen him in tales three, he was in tales 3d yeah. and that, you know, it was just a snippet. And I was just like, man, like when I did that, I was like, it feels good to draw him again. And, um, I, I was just like, okay, you know, I, I got to work on this book. And, you know, like how you said, we're all busy. We all have jobs and everything. And, it, you know, I wish I could sit down and, and create nonstop. And, you know, yeah. fortunately we had bills to pay. And- <laughs> yes, that's one, one of the big things, right? Like uh, 
It's what keeps us uh, going, uh, clocking in and day in, out, day yeah. in and day out. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, man, like, like I said, I hope everyone enjoys it and loves it and has a good time with it. You know, I, and I'm sure they will. Like, um, I know. Uh, again, we've been very huge. Uh, I wouldn't say pushers, but we've always been very open about Deathbag, right? We're like, hey, that's one of our favorite comics. Uh, it's actually one of the reasons why we started getting into indie comics oh. was because of Deathbag. Um, and then, you know, like I really enjoy Botched uh, as well. Um, so, like, you know, there was a few other comics, but I think when it came to Deathbag, it was just so different from what I would normally read. Yeah. And I was like, you know what, like, let me start looking more into indie comics than like mainstream, mm-hmm. uh, which, and I'll be honest, uh, I don't know if I ever told you like the full stories, but when we started Geek Suits, we started going to conventions. Yeah. And um, at first, you know, like when we're walking around, we would talk to the, the organizers and they would tell people like, hey, these guys have a podcast. They might interview yeah. you, this and this. So, so I had artists, especially that were starting off or, you know, like they just want to get their stuff out there. Like they would give me their books. They're like, here, can you read it? You know, and I won't say names and I won't say what, what, what comics, but there were some where you would read them and you're like, oh, but they're there. You know, they're just waiting. And I'm just like, uh, and I, I was like, what do I say? Right. I was like, oh, I, I like I like the artwork. It's really, really nice artwork. Uh, I like that it's time. It's a it's a timepiece, you know, set in the eighteen hundreds or something. Like it's really cool. Like you know, like it's, it was a it, it's it's a really nice Victorian era, you know, de- depiction. And they're like, yeah, like what'd you think of the story? And I was like, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's really good, you know. And it's just one of those like, yeah, I don't know what to say, right? So, yeah. so like it, it, it takes a while until you find good. Uh, Indie indie comics, right? Sometimes, yeah. but I think that happens to even with main, mainstream because with mainstream, they're so like, it's just about pumping, right? It's just they pump numbers and they pump things. And what I uh, one of the things I uh, don't like about uh, the big 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 names mm-hmm. is um, like you got to read, for example, uh, Cyborg number one twenty two. Then after that, you got to read. Batgirl number 400 because that's where the the next part of the story goes. So you got to buy like you got to go out your way and buy all of these books. Oh, yeah. Just to continue with the story. And I was like, okay, like if it fit the story, it's fine. But sometimes it's just forced just to get sales. And I was like, man, this is a pain in the ass. So (laughs) which is the reason why like uh, like my my daughter or my girlfriend would Look at look at my comics, right? And they're like, "Why do you have random issues? Just like a random like cyborg comic." And I was like, "Well, I was reading this story and I had to buy it, right? Like to continue with the story." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, but it makes no sense. I know it doesn't, but that's just how they did it." Um, and at the same time, I feel like a lot of the big companies, not all of the comics, but a lot of them have gotten lazy and. I feel like a lot of them are just they, there's not a lot of heart behind the writing and I think it's very different than for example a lot of the indie indie comics uh where like 
you can tell like, hey, this is a story that they've had for years, right? That mm-hmm. they've wanted to put out there, right? And it and you know they really put their heart and soul into it. They put all their dedication. Um, they went out and they, they found people either to write a story that they could draw or to draw a story that they had in mind, right? And it wasn't until like they thought it was perfect where they're like, hey, I'm ready to show everybody my my vision, right? So like I that's something I've always admired uh, about uh, like uh, indie writers and indie comic people, uh, which is again something I very admired from Deathbag just because it's very different. It's it if it, it's a comic, but it feels like it's a cartoon. And it's just it's a weird combination, right? Where it's like it's it's funny because, but it feels like many episodes of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And what's it called? But it's so funny, like, and it's like if you were to tell me, like, hey, Death Bag is about you know, like the Grim Reaper um, in everyday situations, I was like, what? That's just weird. Yeah. But the concept works. It works. So so amazing and uh, like the talent is there like i i i can't say any, i can't say anything other than that and i'm really looking forward to this fifth issue um again like i we've been huge fans we've been waiting for a while what i as soon as i found out hey issue five is coming i sent it to Ernst. i'm like hey dude guess what's gonna happen he was really excited and then when he found out there's a t-shirt with with the deal he's like <laughs> i'm going for a t-shirt he's like i don't care what what deal? What package? What, I don't care. I want the T-shirt. I was like, okay. <laughs> and and I, I did not know that you can see who who ordered oh, yeah. what. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're like, oh, I, I saw you guys order. I was like, oh, wait, how? Like, <laughs> I can see that. I'm like, oh, oh, you can. Like, I didn't know you could see that. <laughs> oh yeah, Kickstarter lets us see who backs uh, like just your project. It lets you mm-hmm. see who's backing it and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was going to know that you guys backed it anyway because I would have to ship it out to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's funny because uh, uh, Miller told us, he's like, oh, yeah, he's like, it's funny because like, he's like, I would package the stuff and I was like, huh, okay. You know, like, he's us about this. Huh, another order. What the <laughs> hell? Like, another, like, come on, guys. Let's just... I was uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that that's us, yeah. <laughs> we we appreciate you guys man and thank you for the kind words too for for that i i when you were saying how you guys started the podcast and everything i was like yeah i remember meeting you guys that's how we met you guys yeah, at that's galaxy met, yeah. and and look where we're at now like we're we're together forever <laughs> exactly see there you go who would have uh, known like thank you jody <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> bring that galaxy we, we we need to do that again um, yeah, that, that was a fun time. Yeah, but yeah, man, like, like it, it means a lot, honestly. And I, I understand where you're coming from with the big two or just any of the big companies. Um, it used to be self-containing stories, like you would be able to pick up a Captain America and just read Captain America. Now, um, ever since they started doing like those summer blockbusters. Yeah. It, it's like how you said you had to go get this copy to go get that and everything and it just it takes the joy out of it man like um an indie i'm not just saying indie is the way to go because yeah uh, you know I'm, I'm in the indie side of everything but it you get different stuff like 
how many times yeah. can we tell a superhero story? Like the last, I would say the last <laughs> mold breaking one already happened and, it, and it's Invincible. Invincible yeah. broke the mold for it. And there probably won't be another breaking of the mold for another 15 years, maybe. And w- what's going to be in between that? Like you got to do different stories and stuff because um, you want to connect with your readers. Yeah. You know, either you want to take them out of the reality and have them laugh because maybe they had a bad day and they need something to pick up or they need to be inspired to pick themselves up from having that bad day. Or they they want to just be like, hey, that person feels my pain of what I'm going through or they share my happiness of what I'm going through. And that's that's what we believe in for gorillas. Like comics and, and Miller's a big proponent of this, and you'll always hear him say it. Comics is for everyone. Yeah. Whether it's the big two and you're reading superheroes. And if you love superheroes, more power to you. I'm not knocking the guys in tights or Marvel right. or DC or anything because there is a obviously there's a market for it. If there's all yeah. these movies and you know, they're flying off the shelves at, at the shops and keeping our local shops in business. But there's also other stories out there, for example, you know, like the death bag or botched or um, people doing their renditions of literature. Um, I picked up a book uh, from an indie creator from Chicago who retold their version of a Clyde Barker short story. And it looked amazing. Like I would have never known the Clyde Barker story if I didn't pick up this comic. You know, so it's kind of like, art inspiring art and like making you go somewhere else for stuff. Um, and that, and that's, what's cool, man. Like people are telling these stories and, and doing different things and it's self-contained. Like you don't need to go buy X title number 45, like how you were saying, just to understand (laughs) what's going on here. And I, I dig that. And I, and you know, it is a business. It is. Excuse me. It, it is a business like you're in it to make money or at least fun your projects and keep it going and keep it afloat. But that shouldn't overtake the creative process for things. So I, I agree with you, man, on, on that. I mean, it sucks because we, I think everyone starts off with a Marvel or DC book, but now I, I think for the most part, yeah, I yeah, think, but, I mean, you start off with a superhero comic, right? Yeah. And then, the cool thing is now we, you know, image is starting to kind of creep in there and, yeah. you know, they have their, their versions of superheroes that aren't traditional. Um, mm-hmm. And what that was breaking of the mold, what, over 20 years ago with spawn and all that. And then now yep. we got invincible. So like I said, you get those, those breaks, but what was in between that era, you know, what happened from Spider-Man to spawn? And it was, you know, we're building these stories and then it came into these crossover events for like Age of Apocalypse where you had to buy every single X-Men book to just get a really bad story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what happened between those stories? Simple Flashpoint, right? Like they would restart DC all over again. Oh, yeah. Like how yeah. many times are you going to relaunch your company? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm nothing bad against DC. No, you know, I mean, have, so like, like no, nothing bad, but it, it's, it's true. It's like, once it was like, you know, we need to start over, they would always use the flashpoint to start over. Yeah. And e- even in the DCEU, right? Like, that's what they used the flash for. Like, yeah. okay, we're going to start over. 
Ray used the Flash. And it's like, how many times are you going to do that? Yeah. Whenever you see Crisis on something from DC, <laughs> you're like, hey, it's a reboot. They're like, they're yeah. rebooting the company. Like, don't. Fr- and then they bring up, like, how you said, these obscure things. Like, I, uh, a buddy was telling me about one. And he was like, yeah, you remember this one panel from this Miracle Man book? I go, yeah. He goes, that's what this whole thing's about. He goes, but if you didn't read Miracle Man from 19 whatever, you wouldn't know what this is. And I was just like, are you kidding me? He was, yeah. He was, and and they after they did it, they were like, okay, forget about that. Here's this line. Yeah. And it was like, oh, <laughs> didn't you just do like zero hour or something not too long ago? And all right, whatever you say, DC. We'll just keep yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll follow along, right? Like, yeah. But just keep but, making Batman good. That's that's all I care about. Batman and um like I find it funny when there's random crossovers that are just like so odd, but sometimes they work. For example, you had the Power Rangers and Boom Comics kind of, they crossed over with the Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you had uh Godzilla and Power Rangers. Yeah. The Ninja Turtles with Batman and stuff like that. So I was like, I like those stories. Yeah. They're they're not always the best writing, but I was like, oh, when am I going to see Ninja Turtles and Batman together, right? So I was like, okay, that's 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 dope, right? Uh, but yeah, so to to n- not not to ramble on, but uh, I think one thing that we really like to do is we like to uh, talk about indie writers and indie comics that we enjoy, mm-hmm. because to us it's like if we enjoy a comic, it's easier for us to talk about it. Yeah. versus like hey uh here's this indie comic that we were asked to talk about right um it's yeah. a great book whatever right but it's very easy for us to talk about death back and we could do that for hours um <laughs> ernest isn't here but i'm sure you know how how much of a fan ernest uh-huh. is of death back so and which i'm not gonna lie caught me by surprise i did not think because I was like, oh, like I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I don't know if he was gonna enjoy it. And the way he enjoys it, I was I was surprised. I was like, I didn't think he was gonna take that much of a liking. Mm-hmm. Where if you ask him, hey, what's your favorite comic of all time? He'll say Death Bag. Oh, that's shit. including Marvel, <laughs> including DC, including Batman, including everything. It's one piece too. <laughs> he'll say he's like he'll say if it's manga and anime it'll be it'll be one piece then death bag <laughs> and that's a huge compliment coming from him because oh, yeah, yeah well, like, we saw how some uh, sentimental he got during the, oh, the little segment right there <laughs> he there is two things that that man could talk forever death bag and one piece <laughs> like, if you're like hey let's have an episode of one piece he'll just ramble on Again, the anime is like a thousand something uh, uh, episodes, so that means the manga is. Oh yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what number that manga is, right? But uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, we just want. I just want to say thank you for uh, for having having the availability to jump on uh, on episode, Julio. Um, As always, we are always welcome to uh, join us anytime and every time. You just let us know, like, hey, I'm free on 
Thursday. Like, cool. We'll jump on. We'll 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 uh, look at more uh, squirrel with the gun videos or something. You know, like <laughs> like I'll look up random games or something. You know, we could just yeah. have 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 fun talking about something or even about nothing, right? Like, because that's fun sometimes too. Oh yeah, I mean, we do it all the time. <laughs> How do you think we make our books, man? Like we talk about nothing, and it's like there you go, Miller's got new judges done. <laughs> so, uh, for those that don't know or don't know how to use social media, where could they find you? Where could they find Gorilla, and how could they keep track of all the, all the, um, everything that's coming out? Cool. Uh, so me personally, uh, my stuff is Arte de Guerra, A-R-T-E-D-E-G-U-E-R-R-A. Uh, and that's on Instagram, or you could go to laguerradearte.com, which is the official site. All gorilla stuff, um, is gorilla uh, spelled as the warfare, not the animal. So it's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A, um, publishinggroup.com. Uh, gorilla underscore pub on Twitter and gorilla publishing on Facebook and Instagram. And that's where you can find out where we're going to be for cons, uh, how we announce Kickstarters, where you can find our books and shops um, and all the crazy things that we do on a daily basis. You can see what creators are working on what as well. Uh, for example, you can see Adam's sketches for smuggler coffee uh, along with uh, snippets of his upcoming book. Uh, we we're doing that for Ashley when the Ralphs was doing their Kickstarter. You got to see the stuff that she was doing and uh, other future projects that we'll be having very soon as well that we're super excited about. Nice. And once again, I would suggest that everybody pays attention to the Kickstarter because if there's 10, 10 20 spots for a shirt, just know this minus two because two <laughs> of those will automatically get taken. So you guys got to be faster than us because we will, we will win those spots real easily. So just so you guys know. Oh yeah. And the, and uh, the shirts are exclusive to Kickstarter. Like once they're on Kickstarter we're, and they're gone, we're not bringing those back. So yeah, two are automatically gone. All, uh, always. <laughs> two are always gone. Always. <laughs> And Ernest is thinking about making it three. So just letting you guys know. You guys and we don't chip out on our shirts, man. Like we we try to use the best quality, soft. Oh, like it's yeah, so like I think I, I had to ask last time, like what, what brand do you guys use and like how do you guys get your shirts? Cause as the I am on a diet now. Uh I had to get on a diet. Sorry. I had to get on a diet. Um for health reasons, yeah. um, my doctor pretty much told me, "Hey, you, you're you're too overweight. You need to lose weight." And my blood, all, my blood test came back pretty bad. So because of that, I had to get a diet. So as a heavy person, uh, I always suffer where like shirts tend to shrink easily yeah. when you wash them, right? And you, mm -hmm. So like it's to the point where. Sometimes you have to wash them, dry them for only like ten minutes, and then air like hang them so that way they dry from with the air like yeah. for the rest rest of the time. But every shirt that we've gotten from you guys, I don't have that problem, okay. and I don't have a problem with them fading. Like um, like the uh, 
the tail shirt, the one that glows in the dark, oh, yeah, it yeah. still glows. Like I've watched it a few times. I was like, damn, I hope it hope <laughs> the glow doesn't go. It does not. I was like, oh crap, that's cool, right? So it still fits, Thanks. it still glows. I was like, yeah, like that you could tell it's high quality. Oh yeah, we take pride in our shirts, man. <laughs> <laughs> we take we like you think about it like you go to a con or to a concert and everything, and you're dropping like fifty, sixty dollars, and it's this big oversized, very stiff t-shirt. Yeah. It was like, if we're going to put, you know, people want to spend the money on the shirt, let's give them the best quality shirt, you know, soft to the touch, print lasts longer. Um, you know, give, make sure you get bang for your buck, not only with the comic, but with the merch that you get from us. And yeah. like, why not a shirt? You know? <laughs> yeah. And for everybody that's listening, just so you guys know, that the shirts are good quality. Me and Ernest would not be buying shirts all the time if they were bad quality. So I highly encourage you guys jump on a Kickstarter, get a shirt if you can, because they are amazing shirts, great quality. And once you read the book, you're going to want to represent because you're like, you know what? I, I enjoyed this. I want to wear this, you know, like, and it's cool because after that becomes a conversation piece, like, Oh, what, what shirt is that? Whoa, well, like it's actually a comic I just read. It's amazing, you know, and you spread the word as well. So, and the more you spread the word, the more, the more deathbed comics they'll be. So, <laughs> there you go. Like, the, if you didn't know or if you didn't have a reason why you should, I just gave you a few of them. <laughs> Thanks, man. Remember? See, we, we need you for the marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> the more you spend, the more books they'll be. <laughs> It's all yeah. you help us with print costs. That's all we yeah. ask. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, Julio. Uh, can't wait for the book. Um, can't wait for the t-shirts as well, right? Uh, <laughs> and uh, we we definitely look forward to see what uh, Gorilla comes out and you know, like every everything that comes out with Deathbag. But at the same time, everything that comes out with Gorilla, like uh, you guys are a great a great company. You guys publish great stuff out there. Uh, we. Again, we copy it. We cop everything that you guys put out, and we have enjoyed every single thing that's come out. So we you we have our utmost respect, and just just know that this is your house. Anytime you guys want to come, you're more than welcome to. Cool, man. I appreciate that. And thank you, man. Like I, I tell you guys outside of this, thank you for the support. Always, we greatly appreciate it. We don't take this uh, for granted. We're very grateful to be in the position that we are and to have amazing people like you um, joining us for this journey that that we're still embarking on, just trying to have fun and stuff. And you guys make it worth it, man. So thank you. Oh, no. Thank you. And uh, Ernest, uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, you'll have a new ringtone coming out soon for your phone whenever your phone rings. <laughs> now you can have a shirt and the ringtone. So there you go. Yeah, man. Go go uh, go support show you suck man go get some of his stuff <laughs> exactly yeah. all right well thank you so much Julio and we we are looking forward to everything we will see you on next time you join us sweet thank you so much man all right thank you. <laughs>